Hey everybody, welcome back to Around Our Community. Today I'm hosting with um, Wes Allday, our producers, Jason Jones, and we're excited today to have Keith Blackwood in our office. Keith, welcome to the Lighthouse Studios and Around Our Community. Thank you, Jason. Wes, I'm happy to be here. So Keith, we're real excited that, that you have actually announced your candidacy we're the Mobile District Attorney, and um, that's real exciting to um, to be looking at a new district attorney coming into town, and and um, we really want to take this opportunity to learn a little bit about you and and un- understand some of the the history of kind of how you got to Mobile and a little bit about your family. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I grew up in Athens, Alabama. Um, I've I've always lived in Alabama. I came. Uh, down here to Mobile to work uh, at the district attorney's office after law school. Um, I had a, a short clerkship for a judge in Montgomery, uh, so I just kind of worked my way uh, south, and uh, I've been here ever since. This is my home. Uh, this is where my wife and I are uh, raising our children, and uh, I love Mobile. Yeah, uh, I love Mobile County, and uh, this is uh, this is where I want to dedicate my career in public service. Very good. It's it, you know public service is, is something that that I, you know people you don't see a lot of people really dedicating their entire life to, it, and you've you've dedicated your life to, it, and really I guess across the entire state. Where did you go to law school at? Uh, I went to law school at uh, Cumberland. Cumberland uh, at, at Sanford in Birmingham. Uh, prior to that, I did my undergraduate at Auburn University. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, graduated in uh, four years from there. I, I, you know, wish I would have taken five, but you know, the, the regular four—that's okay. Uh, I think but, I did five at Troy University. If our, if John Wagner was here, he was a. Um, I don't think I think John went to um, University of South Alabama for all of his undergraduate, and I think he finished up at UAB. But he's a huge Auburn supporter, so he would have loved to have heard that you were a Auburn graduate. I guess, yeah. I guess I'm about to represent Bishop State. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, I'm also a junior college um, graduate as well because I was a Lurleen Wallace, which is only one of them in Andalusia, Alabama. But I did my first two years at, at a junior college in, in Lurleen Wallace in Andalusia. So that's great. All the way through the state of Alabama and worked there in Montgomery as well. I worked briefly in Montgomery for a circuit judge uh, okay. for a few months before coming down uh, to Mobile. Uh, the district attorney at the time uh, was John Tyson, and he and his chief assistant, Nikki Patterson, uh, interviewed me uh, and you know, I've, I've been here ever since. Okay. I met your wife down here? I did. Um, my wife is a prosecutor. Uh, she's okay. an extremely talented prosecutor, okay. um, Tandice Blackwood. And uh, we actually met at the office. Um, and, you know, she's a prosecutor in Baldwin County at the district attorney's okay. office for Bob Wilters over in, over in Baldwin County. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's what, so, you, I mean, that would be... So y'all are, so in, in each county, that's that's pretty neat. We are. She uh, she handles major crimes over there, um, a lot of child victim crimes. Okay. Uh, that's a big part of what she does, uh, serving the community in Baldwin County. Okay, very good. So tell us kind of like what your what your thoughts are about becoming the next um, district attorney, kind of what your values are, what your plans are, what, what your thoughts are about doing that. I'm, I'm very excited for the opportunity to serve uh, the people of Mobile County in this way. Um, you know, coming, I came from a very small town outside of a small town, actually. And so my life was never really touched by crime uh, until I, I came here and started doing this professionally. And, you know, the opportunities that I've had to meet people uh, that that have been victims of crime or, or to meet people that have lost loved ones um, and, you know, to hold their hands and, and guide them through the process. Um, it's something that uh, makes it makes me feel like 
it's um, I, I have I have something to give uh, a way to guide them through uh, the some of the most terrible times right. of their lives in many circumstances. And, um, you know, it, it's just something that uh, as the district attorney, uh, I can you know make sure that our, our office continues to be victim focused um, in guiding some of these people through some horrible times in their lives. I, I do. And I, I like the way you say kind of continuing to do the focus, because I think we've had a very good um, district attorney in the past. I, I think Ashley Rich has done a very good job um, leading our, uh, and that's just me personally, but I think she's done a very good job leading our, our county and leading the, the, um, the direction of our, our prosecutors in the past. And, and, and you, of course, have worked there and worked um, with her for many, many years. And I think you're currently the, the assistant to her. Is that correct? That's right. Um, Ashley has been just a tremendous mentor to me uh, from the time that I started at the DA's office. Uh, and even you know when, when she became the DA and I had begun to get a lot more experience um, with, with some kind of major cases, you know, we became more colleagues we tried cases together, you know, as as you know, peers to one another. Right. Um, a lot of cases, but she's just done a fantastic job in leading our office. Um, she uh, you know, she too has a heart for victims. Right. Um, many times, in many places, a, a victim or a victim's family member will go to court, and they feel like they're just forgotten in the process because everything throughout the process is about the defendant. Right. Um, and, you know, the victim's name barely gets called uh, until the case goes to trial. Um, and so the victim can feel lost. And Ashley did such a good job uh, turning the focus as much as possible back toward uh, victims and supporting victims and their family members. Um, and that's something that's very important to me, too. It's something that I intend to, to continue at the Mobile County District Attorney's Office. Yeah. So we have a uh, – and I'd like to kind of talk about the – the overlog. I know, I know we have a, a, a massive amount of cases that through our, our, I guess that this, this massive COVID, um, backlog that's mm-hmm. kind of built up that we have just all these cases that are sitting there kind of. And I, and as I was reading through some of your information online, um, uh, you said that was one of the challenging things that you knew were kind of, you were looking at kind of talk about your, your thoughts about that and, and kind of how you will attack that and. Go after it. Yeah, the, the backlog of cases is a huge issue right now. Um, you know, for instance, any given circuit court docket prior to COVID, um, you know, would, would have an average of maybe 150 to 250 cases pending on that docket. And that's, you know, cases pending trial. There would, of course, be some other, you know, different types of cases set for different types of hearings. But, you know, 150 to 250 was pretty average. Uh, right now on the circuit court dockets, we're, and there are eight different dockets. So, you know, I'm a lawyer, not a mathematician, but other right. people might want to do the math. Uh, but on eight circuit dockets, we're averaging, you know, 350 to 450, some cases, 550 cases per docket. Right. There's one with over 600. Wow. Um, and so, you know, there's, there's one docket attorney from our office assigned to each one of those courtrooms handling all of those cases. It is just a tremendous load um, that we have, you know, thanks to the to, to the COVID pandemic. Um, when our court shut down, cases stopped going to trial. And, 
So there was no incentive for defendants to plead guilty right. anymore. We that was what I heard when we I, I discussed it with some friends of mine, and and that was one of the things they said. It was you know people had no incentive to plead. Right, and and they know you know with no incentive to plead, they know they're not going to trial right now. They also know that the older a case gets. The, the better it gets for them right. because witnesses disappear, right. uh, evidence, uh, you know, we, we need witnesses to admit uh, right. evidence. Uh, so, you know, the cases generally get worse uh, as time goes on. And I think criminal defendants know that. Um, and so there was just no incentive for them to plead guilty. Crime never stopped happening. And so the cases just piled up. Um, I think you know, it, it, at one point it was over 10,000 cases wow. uh, in, in a backlog. Uh, so it's something that is going to be a challenge uh, for the next district attorney. Um, it's something that I'm well equipped uh, to handle. Um, I've, I've been Ashley's chief assistant uh, for over a year now. Uh, handling the administrative aspects of the office. Uh, but when she first took office uh, back in uh, 2011, uh, you know, I was a fairly new prosecutor then. I'd only been doing it about three years. But uh, you know, we sat down and, and we created a, a plan uh, to make the movement of cases more efficient right. uh, through our office. And I, I still have a printout somewhere of that plan, but we implemented it. Uh, and... You know, we saw our dockets becoming more streamlined uh, in, in the years following that. So you've actually been part of that since 2011, actually helping make the office efficient and helping it run efficient. And you have a well-balanced understanding of the problems that are facing the office and and, and your ability to be able to tackle the, the issues that are that are forthcoming. Absolutely. And it, it's something, uh, even though I was a young prosecutor then, I saw there was a not necessarily a problem, but I, I saw an area that could be made better. Right. I came up with a plan, uh, and actually after that, she made me her circuit court team leader, and you know I oversaw the implementation of that plan over the next several years. Um, and so, you know, the the COVID backlog is so much worse as far as the numbers go than numbers of cases than things were back then. Even though it's worse uh, now. Uh, I, I think I'm well equipped to handle it. And I, I do have a plan that I'm hoping to start implementing over uh, the next few months um, to kind of move in that direction. But just some small things we can do within the office uh, to address the backlog in some different ways. Very good. That's great. That's great. Wes, did you have anything? Yeah. So, Keith, you, you know, there's the social media on demand, instant information and misinformation world that we live in right now. Yeah. You know, you see a lot of blame getting getting shifted and then kicked all around um, for whether it's, you know, a backlog issue or whether it's, uh, you know, uh, people out on bond committing crimes sure. again there. Uh, so what, what would you say, I guess, is kind of the biggest misconception that gets pinned on you guys in that media um, or at least in the public's view uh, where they're pointing the finger at you guys and, and kind of answer yeah. there. Well, you, you know, we have some cases uh, that get social media attention where, you know, somebody's not happy with the disposition of a case. Um, you know, the, the defendant didn't get the sentence that a victim or, or a family, you know, wanted that defendant to get. Um, and, you know, frankly, in those cases, the defendant probably got a sentence that we didn't want him to get either. Um, but every case is different. Um, and, you know, when you prosecuted thousands and thousands and thousands of cases like I have, 
uh, and like our assistants at the DA's office, you, you can't make everybody happy. Uh, so, you know, what I, what I hope the public understands is that, you know, in those cases uh, where, you know, we're all frankly unhappy with the sentence the defendant got, it's not because, you know, the prosecutors in our office are just giving away a case because they don't want to do the work. We all work extremely hard in the office um, to get the best disposition for every case. So if we have to negotiate, um, you know, with a defense attorney for a lower sentence for, you know, a really bad crime, it's probably because we feel that the evidence isn't strong enough if we were to go to trial. Um, you know, it would, it would be more of a risk uh, to go to trial and, and, you know, risk that not guilty verdict. Right. Um, and so we're going to try to get some accountability uh, where, we, where we can. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's really hard uh, because, you know, we, we had a case recently that was on social media and, you know, the, the victim's poor mother was just very unhappy with us, uh, unhappy with me, frankly. Um, and, you know, I, I looked her in the face and I said, I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, you know, we, we have to do, we have to get the best disposition that we can here. We have to hold him accountable. Uh, you know, we can't, we just can't risk him walking out the door. Sure. And you know, that, th- those are extremely difficult decisions. Yeah. I, it's it's interesting you ask that, and, and, and that's the response you have, because I, I realize people can get angry about that or get frustrated about that, but I think that's the greatness of our legal system in America. I mean, because you're there not just as the as the the candidate for the district attorney of Mobile, you're not there just for... I mean, yes, that's that's the prosecutor's office. You're the legal representative in that aspect of it. So, I mean, you're you're looking at you. you I would I would think personally that that you're trying to make it fair for people. Absolutely, it's a fair opportunity for people to be in court. I mean, the judge has his role he plays, but the prosecutor has their role that they play as well. Right, and and you and 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 it's. You you don't want to, you don't want someone that overreaches, um, in in prosecutorial. You might want to mark that out. Really <laughs> no, that one's that. definitely staying in. <laughs> but you don't want someone to overreach in in their their ability. But you want something that is obtainable and acceptable, and you know something that we can all live with. Absolutely, and, and you know we as prosecutors we often say you know civil attorneys have an absolute duty to their client, criminal defense attorneys have an absolute duty to their client, prosecutors have an absolute duty to justice. Right, uh, and. You know, in in seeking justice, that doesn't necessarily mean that everybody's happy all the time. Uh, we have to use our prosecutorial discretion uh, to do what is right, uh, to do what is best for the community, and we work very, very hard to do that. We all uh, at the district attorney's office we we shoulder that responsibility gladly, and it's something that we take very serious. Um, you know, we're, we're you know so, something else we like to say is that. You know, prosecutors don't win and lose cases. We we present the facts. We pray that justice is done. Right. Uh, and it's um, you know it's, it's a very big responsibility. That's a big picture question, uh, but about you. So, end of the day, end of the line. What would you? The one thing that you would want people to remember about Keith Blackwood. I mean, at the end of the day, at the end of the line, I'm a I'm a man of faith. Uh, I'm a man of family. 
Uh, my wife and two children uh, are very dear to me. Uh, you know, our our home is here. We love this community. Um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm a I'm a husband and I'm a father. Uh, and you know, I, I think that uh, that also equips me to be the next district attorney in Mobile. As a husband and a father, I would say that's pretty good qualifications okay. too. So, I agree. Right. Well, Keith, that, thank you for very much for coming in today. Thank you for participating. Is there anything that you wanted to tell the voters that, that are out there, that are listeners that will be voting and, and encouraging them to get out to, to actually vote and, and be a part of the election this year? Yeah, um, certainly. We, you know, we live in a time now where uh, there's more and more crime on the news. Uh, it, it's, it's happening across the nation. And, you know, our, our local offices, uh, like the district attorney uh, here for, for Mobile County, they're so important to address it uh, at at our community's level. Um, you know, this this county needs someone with uh, experience in prosecution. Uh, I have tried every kind of case um, from, you know, the most violent, just heinous crimes, uh, you know, down to uh, misdemeanors. I, I've tried them all. Um, I've, I've seen it all in my work as an assistant district attorney. Um, and I've I've got the administrative ability to run this office um, to uh, make sure that we uh, expeditiously prosecute the crime. And I, I really think that's been one of the problems, you know, in part created by the backlog. You, know, you you have a you have a violent crime that happens, and it used to be that it would go to trial in two to three years. Uh, I still think that's probably too long. But now we're talking about three to five years right. for that crime. And so, you know, people that know the criminals in the community and they see them committing crimes and then nothing happens to them for half a decade. I mean, people see that. Right. Um, and so we need, you know, someone to be the district attorney uh, that is going to expedite uh, the, the prosecution of especially these violent crimes so that people know that there is a consequence you know, when they decide to engage in criminal conduct, it's got to be swift. It's got to be fair. It's got to be just. Uh, and I'm the person for that. Very good. Very good. Thank you so much for coming Thank in, you. Keith. Thank you.